Chuck here in California, joke onto you. Thank you very much, Francisque, and welcome, gentlemen, Steve, Jeremy, Mike. Uh, very excited to talk a little bit about Vitech. Of course, Steve, well known to viewers out there who watch the uh, the the just blossoming car shows that have really been able to take over uh, the imagination, and, and if nothing else, show the world how many people are interested in cars as art fabrication and the innovation that goes into uh, this whole subculture. It's not just a bunch of guys in t-shirts uh, hanging out, right? Uh, great stuff. So let's start off, guys. Tell me a little bit about Phytech and uh, and what are we going to learn here today? Well, I guess I'll, I'll open up on this one real quick. Um, we're just going to go through Phytech as a whole and we're going to answer some tech questions that you throw at us. Um, we have some questions for Steve. Um, I'm probably getting some back here. here Jeremy's, uh, yeah, a little bit like a little echoey, like uh, the. Uh, Can you mute it, there, Jeremy? Eric's speech. I think he's going to come over and just sit in my camera with me, and we'll just uh, we'll just share. Well, that's exactly. Uh, you guys are in the same room after all that. You're pulling a trick on us. Look at this. Yeah, Steve's <laughs> over there too. Steve, you want to come in our shot? No, Steve's yeah, got a cool well, sign I, in the background. I just I just noticed Jeremy showered this morning. He looks good. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I smell even better. <laughs> this is how we need to start. Like Friday is starting off very well, everyone out there. And if you do have a question, put it in the chat section uh, for those of you out there checking out it on epartrade.com. And it's been really interesting, gentlemen, to see how over the course of the week, the viewers have become more emboldened to ask questions. And so uh, some of our best stuff the past couple of days have been based off questions from the people out there watching online from around the world. And this being the final day, I'm sure it's going to be a little loose. Isn't that the way it always goes? At the I mean, the that's final how we day. are anyways in a whole. I mean, we're, we're a pretty fun group to, to hang out with. And that's, you know, one of the reasons why we brought Steve in on our, uh, on our hour, because um, we've been doing a lot of work with Steve lately. And, and we kind of wanted him to give a testimony about his Phytech experience. And, you know, if you're not having a good time in what you do for a living, you got to go find a new job. Simple as that, because uh, you know, if you love what you're doing, you're never at work. Uh, all right, so we're going to the echo, it sounds like. Take us back to what you were going to say, initial uh, you know, company vital information for the folks out there. So what we want to do is, um, if you guys want to chat in some tech questions that you ever ever got stumped on and you couldn't, well, you got the, the best guy here, the engineer of our product. Um, if you can't figure it out, then there's something majorly wrong. Um, and on top of that, we're probably gonna give you guys a sneak peek about the Nemesis. I have that sitting behind me on my desk if you're paying attention. Uh, that's a new system coming out of Phytech. That's a high, high horsepower since obviously, you know, uh, the, the race industry here would probably wanna see something out of Phytech in that category. So we'll talk about that. Um, we have a couple other new items coming out in January, some fuel delivery options for those fuel cells. We'll talk about that. Um, and then I want, um, just, just a Q and A, and let's have some fun today. It's Friday. Excellent. I love it. I love it. And uh, we're gonna, we're definitely gonna have fun. It's just blow off steam at the end of the week. Um, but let's start off like, what made you decide to start Phytech? And that initial uh, seed question in terms of we learn about the company and the the drive to begin. Well, Jeremy, that's you. Yeah. Yeah, the main idea was um, we saw there was a couple other companies doing EFI around $2,500, and that's like a price of an engine. So 
we figured there's a market for a sub thousand dollar EFI and uh, I had the experience and the connections to make it happen. So we, uh, we took a year and a half of developing it and uh, made it, made it production. So it was a, one of those things that needed to happen. And I think we did crack open the market on that pretty good. So I love, I love hearing things like that though, for so many of us out there, a guy like Jeremy is like, yeah, I thought that we needed this. And so then I made it and you know, the story is, is rapid, but I'm sure a lot more went into it, Jeremy and being uh, the co-founder and an engineer, you recognize that man, a lot of people would love to have fuel injection but hurdles to entry, that's the, the challenge and you solve the problem. Yep. Yeah, well, Jeremy's just extremely humble um, in everything he does. So um, he's not gonna give you the ins and outs of everything he did and the hard work he did because he's just a super humble human being. Right, Steve? You've talked to you talked. Yeah. To well, I mean, I can tell you that when I go to Tech and I work around Jeremy, you just feel like a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wrote the like, book on I humble. I feel like I, I've built a thousand different things in my lifetime. But then you get in there with somebody like Jeremy that's so freaking tech intelligent. It it really makes you feel kind of like like you're in kindergarten. And um, but you know the thing that I do love about it is the camaraderie between all of us when we're together in there. And I mean these guys took me in like like a little brother and said, "Here, this is what we're gonna do." And we're we're looking at doing more things together. And you know the the Fitech product, I just feel like everybody needs to learn how to put it on their vehicle so they can have a maintenance-free vehicle. I mean, once you learn how to put the system on and you go with it, it's, it's just, it's like, why didn't I do this? It's like, I got my knee surgery like a, two years ago. And I thought, why didn't I do that 10 years ago? Well, it's the same thing with a fight tech. You're like, you're out there fighting carburetors or you're fighting things like that. Once you put this fuel injection system on your 350 or 289 or whatever you got it's just it's life-changing and um you know i feel like it's uh, the technology that's gone into it the design that you know jeremy's put effort into it it really works and you know he's one of them guys where you get in there on the dyno and he just he can hear some like one little noise and know what it is so it's pretty cool. And, and, you know, I've learned a lot from these guys, so it's been a lot of fun and, and, and we're, we're fuel injecting everything I got at this point right now. <laughs> Everything's getting fuel injected right now. So it's been a lot of fun. Well, you, you know, you mentioned the knee surgery and like maybe the technology wasn't there for the knee surgery 10 years ago, and it wouldn't have been as great as it is right now. And isn't that what we're kind of living through as someone who works on like rat rods for entertainment of us all. Um, you know, they look cool, but aren't we kind of all now cultured and used to the idea of you start it up and it runs and you don't worry about it to go back to something that is inconvenient, a choke, like what's that? Uh, it, it's just so hard to go backwards. And this kind of is what merges it all, right? You can have convenience and comfort and not worry and still have a look of something radical and cool. Well, I think like in the industry right now, you're seeing a lot of guys that are building lots of uh, like resto mods or, or, you know, like me, I've got two of them. I've got a 55 Chevy that's a CTSV, a Cadillac motor, all C4 Corvette. And I got a 57 Chevy that is the same. And the drivability of the car is like driving a late model car, 
but you don't want to drive a late model car when you have to manually choke it and you're not sure if, you know, why it's running so fat and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, I think now in today's, this is what I explain to people in today's world, when in 1957 Chevy, when they built a car, you had maybe, you know, three stoplights that you had to stop at back then, you know, here in Las Vegas, I literally will spend three or four minutes at a stoplight. Um, you know, your, your car is overheating, it's loading up, you know, you're having problems. See, they weren't designed to sit there and idle so long. Now with fuel injection on these late model LS motors or Fords or whatever you're putting in, you pull up the light and you just get on your phone and sit there and look at your text messages and not worry about it. And you're in a car that's 60 years old. I mean, that's where this is going. If you're a, if you're a guy that loves cars, this late model drivetrain and motors with the old shell is really kind of what is making them drivable for today's traffic and dependability. And not everybody is willing to take a tool bag with them every time they go somewhere. I, I do, because <laughs> you never know what I'm driving. But, uh, you know, if you, if you want drivability, EFI is the way to go. And you, can dr you could put it on a small block Chevy. And what it does is it just makes it it makes it dependable and it makes the drivability so much better. And it takes that out of your head of, am I going to break down on the way? You know what I mean? So that's, that's really what it's coming to. Love it. All right. Some questions out there. I'm going to dive right in. If you have a question, put it up in the chat section. Uh, you know, the first one, you know, wanted right back to Steve, uh, you know, how's the 57 running? So you you know, your fans are out there checking in. They want to know about your personal car already, Steve. Well, the, the 57 is funny because we took it to the dyno at uh, Phytech and, you know, we had a few complications with wiring issues and, and it's like, what, what's going on here? Well, I got the car back home and everything that was wrong is a mistake I made on my end. Oh, and, boy. Um, <laughs> you know, we had, we had, we had to, we had to change the, uh, the crank sensor on the car um, to, with the um with the phytex so we had to splice some wires but when we spliced the wires there was three wires that had been exposed and if there's any interference in those wires it's going to cause a problem anyway needless to say i i fixed that and um this car is on five pounds of boost is just angry like it it doesn't it's very violent it's a 415 stroker kit ls based with all the Phytech throttle body, it had or the EFI and the intake um, coils. I got everything pretty much uh, Phytech on it, so it's very angry. There's a lot of room to grow. This car will take 10 pounds of boost, um, so it's it's doing really well. It's it's actually running as good as it's ever in it in the time I've owned the car 15 years. I've had five different motors in it, and this is the most torquiest, angry motor I've had in it yet. I had fun driving it. That thing was. Oh, there you for, go. Uh, I drove it for a day, and that thing was. I think it drove so smooth. I couldn't believe it. It's on what is it? C four suspension. I was like, I, yeah. I thought I was gonna. I was like, I, I I was gonna bring my kids along, and I was like, you know what? This thing's gonna break. It's an old ass car, but I. Uh, yeah. When I got in, and I was like, okay, this is perfectly. This is. I love this car. I loved it. Just fell in love with it. It was it didn't rattle even a little bit, and you look at that thing and you think it's gonna fall apart, but man. Yeah. Um, my buddy Gordy's on here right now. He's watching Gordy Peterson, and uh, 
he keeps sending messages. Uh, so the car made about, would it make about six pounds of boost at the max on the dyno? Yeah, Is that right? I mean, it really revved out. Like you got the pulleys a little bit weak on that. Yeah, so really at six pounds of boost, it makes about 600 horse and about 500 and I don't know, 10 pounds, foot pounds of torque at the tire. Um, at the tire. So yeah, that's at the tire. There's more in there too. Oh, there's, we could stuff another four or five pounds of boost in the car. And I, it'll make that 750, 800 range where I wanted to be with the car. But, uh, you know, right now I'm good for uh, letting the car get broke in and drive it around the way it is. And then, you know, if I want to add to it, I can. There you go. All right. Uh, you know, Dwayne out there saying good morning, wishing everybody well. Walt says, can you supply a standalone ECU so you can build a custom intake? Talk a little bit about uh, that part of it. Well, if, he, if he's referring to LSs, we already have it out in two forms. We have it with trans control that can control any four series transmission, 4L60, 65, 80, and 85. Um, we have that model, and then we have it without trans control. So if it, you're talking LS, that's done. I'm going, I've already made the ones for uh, GM, HEI controlled, uh, computer controlled distributors mm -hmm. and uh, Ford TFIs. And uh, we'll be releasing those pretty soon. Yeah, Use those are coming. LS computer, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, we so have I an don't, ultra I, RAM ECU. It's going to probably be available for standalone pretty soon. Excellent. We have a whole line of standalones coming out. So to that question, yes. <laughs> and the, yes. and the, go, the go port can kind of be standalone too. If you had a, a port injected four barrel intake, you can stick that on and uh, plug it into whatever in, injectors or manifold you have. Well, excellent. Uh, next one from James, uh, just about like where is FITEC made? Very important to some people out there these days. Will you guys, uh, you know, assemble? So and we're engineered and designed in Riverside, California. Um, some products are starting to be made stateside. We are uh, manufactured overseas, but everything comes here, ran on motors and tested here in Riverside, California. Excellent. And uh, people, uh, you know, people are keeping track of that these days, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, 40, uh, Steve's buddy says, and I want to know if you guys agree with this, because it's kind of a, he says, Phytech is fuel injection for dummies. And uh, most people in the car area, we're not quite dummies but maybe a little challenge what about that is it is it fuel injection what i like about gordy gordy actually knowing steve he actually called me up and bought six kits so oh. we obviously impressed him because we met him out in vegas and he called up and said give me six of those um he's right it's it's we made it as straightforward and as simple as possible um that's probably the easiest way way to say so um a lot of thought and a lot of effort went into let's put in some simple parameters, let's hook up minimal wires and let's turn the key and make the thing run. I mean, can I jump in there real quick? Uh, <laughs> as long as you tell Gordy your shoe size, I'm sick of him asking me. <laughs> well, you know, the difference is, is like, you know, Gordy actually is a very, uh, you know, he's a very intelligent guy, you know what I mean? He's done a lot of this stuff, he knows what he's doing. But a guy like me that I'm just random, like, you know that, like I can, I'll be working on a John Deere tractor one day and be out underneath a Peterbilt the next day and over here working on a rat rod the next. So for me to grab something like what we did to my 57 Chevy, let's just go back to, I've got a 1957 Chevy convertible, 283 <laughs> that literally drug it out of a storage unit from the eighties. It sat in a, it sat up up here at Mount Charleston for, you know, 20 years before the storage unit. 
the engine block was cracked on it. We welded the engine block back together, uh, got the thing running, uh, poured a quart of brake fluid in the transmission to swell up the seals in it so it wouldn't leak. Um, and then I called Mike up and I said, hey, I got this 283. Can you guys come down and, and help me put a, a throttle body kit on it? And dude, these guys drove down. And this is kind of what kicked off our relationship a little bit. They came to Vegas and we put it on this smoky 283 uh, points. I mean, it's still got the points in it and we put the CFI on it. And I'm telling you right now, I drive it every day to lunch. It is my lunch going seats are ripped completely out of it. The quarter panels are different colors. I mean, it looks like hell on wheels and it really, honestly, that 283 is probably one of the nicest running dependable cars in my shop. And so, yeah, I mean, almost a dummy could do it. You know, it really, it, it it's learning how to set it up and, you know, once you got it on and learning how to set it up, that's probably the most difficult part for me, but installing it oh, it's like putting a carburetor on a car. I mean, it's, it's, it's nothing. You could do it in an hour. So yeah. I think Gordy's right on that. And I'm not the most intelligent person on the planet. So if I can do it, <laughs> anybody can do it. Yeah. I think I'm still pulling out some of your seed out of my eyeballs. Yeah. I was going to say the same. <laughs> did, you get, did you get like more than one brake to work on that thing? Yeah. No, I got all the brakes to work now. All the okay, brakes. That was scary. Yeah. That was before I did the brakes. We were, about, did, we, I mean, can you put fuel in it without it like leaving about two gallons on the ground? Not yet. I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm working on that. <laughs> 2021, baby. we got to have a project. Uh, so about that convertible car, though, let me give you a little bit more backstory on that. When we talked to Steve, we wanted to go out there to, to, to show troubleshooting on it. So it had points. It had a generator. I mean, it had everything possibly that could be wrong to put fuel injection on. Because when you do fuel injection, I will tell you this, it tends to expose every issue you have with your vehicle. Um, you're, you're going to, you're going to cuss at Fitech or the other competitors out there. You're going to yell at them saying, my car doesn't work this up because we're going to expose the weakest links in your car. Um, and that's just the nature of the beast. But on his, we went out there going, okay, we already know we're going to have to fix the points. We're going to have to fix the generator. We're probably going to have to do some wires. We're probably going to have to do some plugs. I mean, we had this whole laundry list of things we had to do. We went out there, put this thing on, fired up and ran like a dream. We're like, what? Okay, we're done. Yeah. We were scheduled to do a whole day of filming. We're, <laughs> we're like, what do we do now? Yeah. Do <laughs> I, I still I still have a brand new distributor that Fitech gave me on the shelf. So if anybody wants to buy that from me, just let me know. Autograph it. <laughs> hey, that was for products, <laughs> man. That was you gotta use that. <laughs> Add in and I'll take your old distributor. There you go. <laughs> it's um, a, it's right. cool, man. I can't believe it runs. Mike, Mike is that great. wants to know about uh, stuck injectors and what causes that problem, whether it's dirty fuel system, whether it's a heat issue or question mark. What do you guys uh, say? Uh, Jeremy, do you want to check that one? Or Normally it's filtration is usually the issue, not, a, not good enough filtration. Um, a lot of times, again, we run into people are using older tanks, dirtier tanks, and you got a lot of debris that runs through. A lot of times a carb will be more acceptable too, but when you're running fuel injection, it's more prone to want to clog or stick open. Excellent. Um, what is the advantage to direct port injection versus throttle body injection, asks Barry. 
direct port injection versus throttle body? Well, port and throttle body, let's say port will have easier time starting and doing uh, tuning for accelerator pump. Throttle body is easier to install. Um, you just slap it on a four barrel intake and, um, you know, if you're apples to apples, you'd probably make a touch more power with throttle body injection, but um, you do have to fight the wet manifold type problems such as starting and hitting, you know, accelerator pump stuff. So um, I would say port injection is what I would put on um, something I drive a lot, a lot, a lot where I'm just like going, you know, taking it every day, groceries, work, everything, go back. I'd put a GoPort or a Ultra Ram. Um, if I was, you know, just, just trying to get it going with EFI, yeah, the throttle body still works great. It's just a matter of, it may take a few more buttons to push to get it perfect for your engine. Got it. Uh, William, William out there got a two barrel and wants to know if there's going to be any uh, versions for those who do not want to swap intakes. We actually have a two barrel system out there with the 2300 flange on it. Um, so 37001 part number, I believe, or no, 39001, sorry. Um, part number. Check Excellent. that out. Excellent. All right, uh, Rick is out there. He goes, I put the Go Street EFI FiTech on my old school basic small block Chevrolet and it is awesome. Now I can jump in my Camaro, hit the key, go no matter the temperature, awesome throttle response to easy setup. So there it is, uh, an endorsement from someone out there. That's the awesome. Convenience. And, and isn't that just uh, what drives home the point? People want ease and convenience. They don't want to step back in the 1960s. And like you said, choking a car in the weather. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true, man. You got to find that special trick of hitting the gas pedal or, you know, um, one of the cool things about our system too, is a lot of people don't know that we have a built-in barometer in our system. So elevation change doesn't matter to us. So you can go up in the mountains, come back down and um, no changing uh, needles and um, you're good to go. I still don't think I've ever tuned a carburetor. And I <laughs> imagine, imagine an 800 horsepower engine, even 20 years ago, like trying to drive that on the street. Yeah, no. Yeah, drivability. Well, drivability, exactly. That's the, the deal. Brandon, I've enjoyed my Fitech setup. Jeremy actually helped with some tuning issues on the power tour a few oh, yeah. years back. Cool. That's uh, Brandon Hastings. And what about that? Like, what are, what are, we're talking about how easy it is, and that's great, and it's appealing, but what are some of the challenges that do come up that you guys run into occasionally? Install errors would be the biggest one or, or burnt plug wires. Burnt plug wires can kind of wreak havoc on, on signals and, uh, and the running. And then, yeah, it'll, it'll cause things like um, shaking or popping in the exhaust or backfires. Um, yeah, the ignition system is probably the biggest problem with EFI. Well, that, that sounds just like Steve Darnell's 57 Chevy on the dyno. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I had I had plug wires on the headers. We burned, what do we burn them all? Do we burn all seven? of them? Or, I think yeah, I think we burned seven of them. It, it was, uh, we were making fun of you, remember? Listen for the click, Steve. Listen for the click when you put a plug wire on. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you had those things wrapped around the crank signal. That was the problem. Was... Well, well, the, the thing is, it's just, it's weird for me because diesel injectors don't have those. So I just tighten them on, you know? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, All right, here's one, 
from Alex Cruden. Can you make the prime shot on the handheld temperature editable like the crank and warm up fuel is? Well, the, the prime shot is um, temperature dependent. So the, the value that you're editing in the handheld is uh, kind of like an overall scaler for the prime shot. But um, so the prime shot itself will come out really huge when it's cold and a lot smaller when it's warm based on the, the crank fuel calculation. So it's it's kind of a scaler to the crank fuel pulse width. So, you know, your, your warm prime shot should be about maybe 25% uh, of what your really cold engine prime shot would be. Excellent. We got many questions stacking up, but I do want to take a second because not everybody sticks around for the entire seminar. Um, real quick, guys, for people that are interested and are already realizing like this is the way to go, what is the best way to get a hold of you guys to get more information about the product and uh, you know continue forward if they're already interested? And then we'll dive back into the questions. So we're available to every major retailer of automotive parts. So you can find us almost anywhere. If you want to go directly to our websites, fitechefi.com, all our products up there. Um, all our social media has now has direct links to our stores. So you can go on um, our Facebook you can go on our Instagram and, and you can get, you can find our product there. So that's, that's a good starting point. Excellent. Um, and, and we'll do that from time to time for people who are, are checking in. Like uh, Braden says that Fitech is like uh, the KISS system. Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, their product speaks for itself. And old school Mopar friendly and packs a punch. So checking all the boxes there. Yeah, yeah we're trying to. Um, when we, we, you got to remember, we're, we love hot rods. I mean, that's, that, that's what drives us, you know, and that's that's what we want to be. And that's the industry we want to be in. And, and we build our own cars. We have uh, Jeremy. I, I don't know if you guys saw his first uh, bio he sent out, but there was like 33 cars on there. He's owned and fixed and built. And most of them he still has. I mean, it's just, okay. it's our passion. So um, we want to see you driving your car. You know, we want your problems solved. We, if you have issues with our product, we take care of you. You know, we, we stand behind what we do. So um we appreciate the kind, we see a lot of kind comments coming in or I'm reading them as you, you're seeing them. And um, it's cool. It's cool. I mean, there's Johnny with the six pack, which has just been an awesome build too. Well, and I'm a, I'm a Pontiac guy. And so when I saw that, I was like, all right. So yeah. Fitech recently installed the six pack on my Pontiac 455, having three throttle bodies also has a coolness factor. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, the throttle response is night and day compared to the carburetor setup I previously had. Love that system, uh, continues to learn as I drive, keeps getting better and better. Having to adjust the carb from time to time no longer exists. I love hearing <coughs> that as the EFI system manages all that for you. And thinking about, like, I've never driven a six-pack combination, but I've heard people talk about it. And yeah, it looks cool, but I, there's a lot going on there. And you guys seem to have solved that issue. Yeah, we, uh, Jeremy can probably highlight a little bit more on it. Um, I can tell you it's it's one-to-one -one and it keeps the intake wet throughout the whole thing. So there's not that tri-power lag anymore. Um, so then Jeremy can highlight what he did. Jeremy. Yeah. With the wet flow, it's like, um, it's like driving a six barrel. So it's pretty snappy. Um, but it's definitely a, a cool looking throttle body. That was, that was the main. <laughs> it is one of the cool yeah. ones that we have. I mean, now, every I, time, if I, every time I look at it, I'm still like, whew, getting a little, 
Northwest. Yeah, I, I seen it laying on the floor in there when I was back there uh, in Mike's area. And I was like, dude, that is so cool. Is that a six pack for, you know, whatever? And I, I think back, my dad has had a 65 GTO with a 421 tri-power on it since I can ever remember. Like since I was a little kid, he's had this car. And about every three years, two years, it's like take the carburetors off, go through them again and clean them all up. And every couple of years, and I'm telling you, I'm trying to beg my dad into putting that, that tri-power system on his GTO because it would, he would actually want to drive it. I think he don't drive it because, you know, first of all, he don't drive it very much, but when he does, he just puts it around. But if you had that, I'm telling you that, that throttle body that you have for a six pack is so cool. I'll bet he would love to drive it. It would just make a whole new car out of that 421. I, I know it would. Yeah, we'll wake it up. Yeah, yeah. I want to get him one and, someday. And Jeremy referenced the difference between driving around on a two barrel and then smashing the gas and you got six versus the more even distribution of fuel injected uh, six pack, if you will, that's just always working, right? Like that to me is that's part of the evolution of the technology. It's gotta be better for the engine. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's running at the right air fuel all the time. So it's a, uh... yeah, you're not guessing and you're not fighting trying to tune three individual units either. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big that's, deal. That's the game changer. All right, Brandon says, can the Ultimate LS kit control nitrous? I have seen mixed info on this. I want to add nitrous, but couldn't find out uh, how to connect the Fitec control uh, nitrous. Yeah, you can connect it to the air conditioner input now and uh, enable that air conditioner input as a nitrous input. Um, that will let it... Um, you also have to turn that on in the in the initial setup, and then that'll let you retard a little timing and change the air fuel target, and then it won't it won't go chasing a leaner air fuel while you're on nitrous. And on that note, for people who purchase, customer service is always a big deal. Being able to reach out, connect. I got a question. I'm stuck. Um, how do you guys handle that? So we have a whole tech team that's based out of El Paso, Texas, where our general manager, Julie's based out of. Um, and there, there's a team of eight there that's there to answer the phone Monday through Friday, um, eight to five Pacific standard time. And, you know, what's cool about our tech team is for one, you have to be super smart Two, you have to be able to diagnose just about every make and model that's out there. That's a classic car. Three, 90% of the time you're chasing a problem that's not related to your product. So um, these guys are, are, are good enough to figure that stuff out. And if they're not, we pass it up the food chain and Jeremy will jump in there and help out. Um, but they'll spend an hour on the phone with you, three hours on the phone with you, four hours on the phone with you till they figure out what's going on. Um, they don't tend to give up. So we do get a bad rep in the tech side because you do have a long wait to get a hold of one of our techs. But usually, when you get a hold of one of them, they hold your hand and try to get you through the whole problem. Um, and, and then on top of that, they find out you know it's Fitech related. Our warranty team is phenomenal about taking care of you on that side. We get the product in here and we get it back to you. Um, now we're on a 24-hour turnaround. Some days it's 48-hour, but normally it's 24-hour turnaround. Um, and then if you need a replacement bar, say you got a faulty injector because it is electronics, you are going to have items that go bad. It's just, it's part of the game. 
um, we do two day free shipping on those on those parts to you um, as long as you're under warranty. So <coughs> buying a, a part from us, we still do two day shipping on a small part. Excellent question about fuel filtering. Uh, is 30 micron fuel filter enough? Would a 10 micron be too restrictive? And I see, I think Jeremy has answered, but uh, the people viewing out there, uh, what about that, the fuel filtering? What is the right, what is right? 10 micron would be a good post filter. So that would be the one that filters the fuel entering the throttle bodies. 30 micron is a little coarse. And we say that's the minimum. I mean, that's like the minimum if you, you know, 30 microns your minimum filter to use. Excellent. 10 micron is what we recommend. Let's see. Uh, thank you for the info on direct port. Will you offer that for the 351 Windsor? I currently have the 600 kit on it and like it with the exceptions you mentioned about the advantages of direct port, says Barry. So we have a go port setup that would actually work on that. He would just have to find his... Um, um, his own manifold, his own ported manifold, but we have a part number 30,014. Check that out. That'll work for him. Excellent. All right. Um, and this has been great that everybody is so active in the chat section. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, Mike, what are the, what parts of the system are self-tuning and what are not? Well, I can do that one. Um, no, go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, the self-tuning parts would be the, the fuel control while it's running. Um, so it, it, you kind of pre-program it with a, a cam map that's like a, a VE table, if you're familiar with EFI, which kind of has different fueling based on the vacuum and the RPM. Um, that's kind of the standard way EFI works for what we call speed density is it's based off of the vacuum and the RPM. But uh, so there's a grid there kind of like the old block learn stuff of GM if you ever were into those you know the old tune port stuff um so there's a learning that goes on behind the scenes also so it's going to correct for the air fuel ratio in as fast as it can so like you'll see an AFR and AFR target and it's going to adjust the fuel to get that and then it'll you know let's say it has to add 20 percent in a certain area it'll try to learn that in that area only and then different areas may have different amounts of correction. Um, then there's uh, starting fuel doesn't learn. So that you'll have to kind of, it maybe have to adjust um, out of the box. It's got a pretty good curve behind the scene for based on temperatures and uh, an amount of time you're cranking. And then accelerator pump also doesn't learn yet, but I am actually, I've actually written some code to try to get accelerator pump to learn um, you know, different engines, different manifolds do have a different amount of what we call like wall wetting. So it's kind of a hard thing to just do out of the box perfectly for a wide variety of things, but it's, you know, usually you can get away with just a little too much fuel and you're good enough. Um, and then, uh, things that also learn would be the idle air control. So that's called the IAC. We do have a lot of people that have to call in and say, oh, I, you know, my idle's bad. But uh, if you end up following the instructions right, it's pretty simple to set up where there, there's a screw to adjust the throttle blades stop point to let a, lot, a minimum amount of air in. Um, but you need to set that correctly for the idle air control to work at full range so that when you're cold engine or 
hot engine, you can still control the idle to what you want it to be. Um, but it does learn that. So let's say you're off by, um, you know, a turn on the throttle screw too low, it can learn up, but it may cause say, let's say your engine's really cold and you don't have enough of that screw in, the idle air control motor opens up pretty far, but it, it is still limited. So, um, you know, if you, if you do adjust it right when it's hot, you'll, you'll have better results with that. Um, and I think that's probably one of the number one problems that customers would have is not adjusting that screw. Um, that's the one manual adjustment you have to do to our system. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, let's talk about the Nemesis uh, system. What, what makes the Nemesis special as we, uh, as we move into that? It's huge. Yeah, <laughs> fifty-eight millimeter bores. Um, that's the, like the biggest one available. You know that'll ever fit on a on a forty-five hundred flange. Wow. Um, we're gonna have it up to twelve injectors. So, you know that's a that's a lot of fuel. Um, you know we haven't finalized every injector, but it's gonna be adjustable for. Or you can change out the injectors as needed. Um, and then also it's got discharge rings that have um, like the, our annular discharge, but we're going to have a, a, a variety of them so that you can tune it for your particular um, fuel and engine combo. So maybe, maybe your fuel doesn't need such fine atomization. You change it out for, uh, all right, guys. Uh, you can you can change out the rings to make it more or less atomized fuel. Um, maybe you have, you know, some methanol that you don't really want to have too finely atomized um, at the throttle body, so you can change those out. It's got two throttle position sensors, um, so that maybe we can set it up with a progressive, so you can drive it around. Um, it's going to have parabolic. Uh, ramps on the throttle blades so that um, it'll it'll actually be drivable. Um, that's going to be a new feature we're coming out with on all our throttle bodies. So it's dual IACs. Oh yeah, dual IACs because I mean we're putting these on huge motors and uh, you know they need as much idle as you can get out of them. Right. The challenge the challenge of where things have gone with cars on the street and, you know, a thousand horsepower <clears throat> is not uncommon, which, you know, 10, 15 years ago, <clears throat> you wouldn't think of it. Now you got to figure drivability with a thousand horsepower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. I mean, this, this system's going to be rated up for 1600 horsepower is what we decided out of the box. Um, so it can, <laughs> can support up to 1600 out of the box. Yeah, uh, Jeremy even went out and bought a race car, so we would have to develop this. So really? now we're, you know, we're actually. I got in. one. I got one. Yeah, <laughs> I got one. We could try it on something I got. We, we can race each other. <laughs> <laughs> and what's that? And what's that, Steve? What are you? What are you volunteering? Uh, well, I have a. Uh, we've been talking about. I got a, a thirty Model A coupe with a, uh, stroke big block. It's a eight seventy one blown, uh, chopped and channeled. Joker is what we call it, the Joker. It's oh yeah, right. we need to we need to play with the Joker. It would be be really cool if you've never seen the Joker. You need to Google it 
Joker, uh, welder up Joker car. And um, <laughs> it's just, it's I'm scared insane. of that thing. Huh? I'm scared of that thing. I'm a little scared of it, but it's fun to drive. <laughs> <laughs> we got all Tata's car. We got a lot of stuff. It doesn't matter. Yeah, we got our cars called Tata's. <clears throat> Awesome. You mentioned you mentioned a supercharger combination. Uh, Walt says, any plans for a hat type injector for a blower application? Thought about it. <laughs> yeah, like four years ago. Mm. It's 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 on the list, and if it's four years ago, it's coming up pretty quick. Then there it is. So, yeah, I mean, we have we have this endless list of things we want to do. Um, one thing people don't realize is Fitech's super small. I mean, we're a super small company. Um, here in Riverside, California, we have 18 people, and that's including all the warehouse, the RMA guys, and all the testers, and that's all the staff upstairs. Um, we have one shipper, one, one shipping guy. We have one order desk lady, um, uh, where, uh, our manager, order manager. We have one warranty guy on the phone um, that answers the phone all day long uh, for warranty services. Cool. What's that? My garage is full, so it's every time we got to do a new thing, you got to buy a new car. So. A new car, yeah, that's that's well, product development. But it's is what a great compliment, right? That people are wanting, like they realize that what you guys do and or have done is all good, and they want more, and they're they want you to expand. So these are good problems to have. If anybody's got a test car that um, I could and and has that hat system without a computer, I can make it work. Um, there it is. There Here's it is. Yeah. Here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Steve is working. All right. Yolan uh, uh, says uh, on the uh, uh, 3064 unit, can we swap the injectors for a smaller size? Uh, will the unit recognize it? Out of the box, it'll, it'll, if you put a smaller one in, it'll run a little bit lean for a few seconds and then it'll start correcting and then it'll start learning. But also, if you go into say pro tuning on the handheld, I think it's uh, injectors and VFI. You can set the injector flow rate down to uh, match your injectors, and then it won't really note the difference anymore. It'll just be like ready to go. Excellent, excellent. Searching uh, some things for boosted applications. How much better is it to run MPFI for fuel distribution? And how important is the cooling on a wet manifold tune port setup, says Steve. Um, I ran my blown small block throttle body injected um, from the beginning. And then I ran it with port. Um, I mean, basically, cylinder to cylinder di distributions probably... You know, 50% the air distribution and 50% just like, you know, fuel changing, turning corners on, say, a, like a, on a wet flow one. So if you just went straight from the same manifold from port or from throttle body to port, you'll probably see slightly better cylinder to cylinder distribution. But, um, you know, it's, you know, I... I I've done a few systems where I've looked at eight cylinder wideband and I'm like, yeah, let's just not look at that anymore. It kind of, <laughs> it'll hurt your feelings um, 
how bad it is on some of these uh, manifolds for, um, yeah, just for like, yeah, you wouldn't believe some, yeah, like some of them, it's like more than a point of air fuel difference. And, you know, if you're on the ragged edge, yeah, of, of like having to be perfectly tuned cylinder to cylinder, yeah, you'll probably want to go port and do a bunch of research on how to get it dialed in but it's not easy to do but uh we've ran these on wet flow blown pretty high power and not lost an engine yet so um. excellent all right we're coming down the home stretch i can't believe how rapidly this has flown by you guys have been fun and entertaining let me ask one more question and we'll start uh die. what about uh, those that like to go you know race their cars we've spoken a lot about drivability and cruisability and 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 going out for a drive and having a lot of power but what about those people who have got a car that they go out there and they like to go wide open throttle three four or five times a night maybe even bracket race a car the systems uh function in that environment as as well as everything else with bracket racing um the system's correcting the air fuel all the time so it's going to be you know maybe it's hard to say if it's going to be more consistent or not uh because it it may change with the temperature. Yeah, if you just dump fuel in all the time without without knowing, it may, you know, when it's, it may not care what the weather is as much. And tell, I mean, tell you, I guess it's hard to say. I don't, I don't bracket race, but uh, um, it's correcting it all the time. So you don't maybe have to make any adjustments. So I, I just can't say if that's going to be more consistent or less consistent based on temperature. Well, I guess we need to go bracket racing then. But I, I do, I do hit the, the, <coughs> I hit full throttle probably four times a day on my way to work and back. <laughs> well, good, good. Uh, Steve, jump in here with some final thoughts on on these guys. You work with them. You have a lot of experience. You're well known, and. Uh, honestly that's worth a lot to a lot of people like a reputation someone they know and trust and this is these are the guys you choose to work with yeah i mean you know it's just so easy to deal with these guys and you know uh we've like i said i mean we've became almost like a little family over there and um you know that's really you know what we're doing here is you know taking a guy that obviously has worked on diesel engines and carbureted stuff and just weird things that I've built and created with my crew and learned all this system. But to be able to take the Phytech system and put it on this old stuff and make it run good again and go have fun with it, it, it really is the, it's the way that it's going, you know, we're, you know, I mean, as much as I hate to say it, you know, we're starting to clean up the environment with, uh, you know, emissions and the fuel injection definitely does that. And, um, you know, it's all proactive stuff with the EFI. Now, as far as <clears throat> the relationship with Phytech, you know, we just, we're just on a mission right now. I, I started a YouTube, uh, uh, a new show on YouTube. It's called Make It Run Again. And we did our first one this week and we hitchhiked up to Reno and we found a 68 Chevy truck. And we made it run and we drove it through Tahoe and all the way back down to uh, Las Vegas. The cool thing is, is you can bid on this thing on your way back. You can get on eBay 
and you can bid on this truck. And it brought $10,000 by the time I got to the driveway at my, at my house. Well, Fitech is a big sponsor of mine and we're starting to work together on really pushing this system. And, um, and it's just become like, it's just a family filling organization. I mean, I can call Mike and say, Hey, this is what I need. And it's, it's there the next day. You know what I mean? So I can keep making my videos to keep showing my people in my, you know, social media Avenue, uh, how it goes and how cool it is to have it. And, you know, that's what this is all about. I mean, with our lockup right now with the, this COVID, I mean, we're not getting to go to SEMA. We're not, you know, I'm going crazy over here. I can't, I can't go anywhere. So what's really going on right now is what we're doing right now. It's the interaction on the phone or social media. Um, and that's really where it's going. And, and we're trying to make a move on a product that I believe in. I mean, after I'm telling you, after I put that, that uh, throttle body system on my 57 convertible with a crack block, 283 points. I mean, it, you open the hood and this thing looks horrible and it's crazy. I open the hood and people see that fuel injection on there and they're just blown away by how it almost looks like it could be carbureted, but you see that fight tech on there and it, it's a dead giveaway of course, but it's so cool. And that's where we're going. We want to show people that, Hey, look, you can grab this system, put it on a 289, a 283, a 351, a 460, whatever you got, an old motor and make it way more efficient. You can clean it up with it and it makes more power normally. You know what I mean? Um, but it's been a good journey with these guys. I mean, you know, Jeremy's a very intelligent person. It's, it's fun to learn from him when I go there to listen to what he says. And, you know, you know, Mike, Mike's like, he's like a little brother. You just want to punch right in the arm every day every day i just want to punch him but he's bigger than me so i just i back out but it, it's great I, I love it and you know when i went to their facility for this first time i'm thinking okay five tech's gonna be like five acres of just stuff right now it's it's a nice little building it's well organized um they have uh motors in there that they bench fire every unit if there's a problem with one they bring it back and they dyno it to see what is wrong so if it's their problem, they can correct, uh, correct the problem. It, or if it's not their problem, they can tell the guy, hey, this is what was wrong with it when you installed it. We, we can't find an issue. Check your vacuum. Check and see if you're pulling air somewhere. Um, and I think that that's really cool that they actually have two guys in the back that just dyno run these. I watched them do it. I sat there and watched them do it. And they just, if there's a problem with them, they send them back. They dyno them. They find out what the problem is and they let you know. And that's that's customer service, you know? Absolutely. I see Francisque and John on here. So, uh, you know, final comments, Mike, Jeremy, as we wrap up this seminar and wrap up the week, really appreciate you guys uh, participating. Mike, most important information, let them know, you know, where and how to get a hold of you guys and uh, to continue their journey. This is obviously something that, you know, we're all going to get there eventually. Yeah, I mean, every, every, you're going to have to with gas quality and stuff like that, fuel injection is the way to go. Um, you never know what you're getting in your tank, and at least we can adjust for that. Um, you can always find Phytech products at every major retailer. Um, anybody that sells quality uh, parts, they sell ours. Um, you can always reach out to phytechefi.com. You can see us on all the social media. You could uh, go to all our stores on that. Um, you, you're going to be able to find us. 
Um, one other thing I do want to mention, Steve, we do make an LS bracket, just to let you know, so the LS cable brackets all are available. <laughs> Inside joke, guys. Sorry. I, I broke up. <laughs> Um, now we're gonna have to we're gonna have to take a picture of that and send it so they can see what we're talking about. Um, also, in our LS line opening up uh, January first, we will have a thousand horsepower um, sheet metal intake setup going out the door now, so we can go up to a thousand horsepower in the LS for everybody out there. Just wanted to throw that out there because that's been asked. Um, other than that, man, we really appreciate what E, e Part Trade does for us. Um, it's opened up a new avenue to a new market that we didn't see before. So this year has been great working with you guys. And, you know, you guys must have pre predicted that COVID was going to happen because we signed up right before <laughs> before this. Hit. And, you know, who knew that all this Internet help would have would have been important. Well, thank, thank you very much. What a great session. Uh, you know, Steve, a big fan. I love the energy. I love your show. I mean, you, you bring tons of enthusiasm. Uh, my son <laughs> watches it. He loves it. I mean, it's really the passion. Mike, I, I want to congratulate you. Uh, you said something that is very, very important. You said we're a small company. Now, this is an industry about small businesses. Yep. It's the number one rule about this industry. Okay, and I was very fortunate to learn that 20 something years ago from one of the smartest men in the business, Steve Lewis, and he really taught us that. He said, this is an industry about small businesses. You have to take care of the small businesses because they are the one driving this industry. And then when Judy, uh, uh, John and I, that we've worked together for 25 years, when we build a platform, we basically wanted to offer the industry a level playing field. So now if you're a small little startup or if you're a big gigantic firm and you have racing products to introduce right there on ePortrait, everybody on the same level. The latest product is right there at the top. Doesn't matter how much you spend or it's really, you know, serving the small businesses of, the, of this industry. So thank you for saying that. Uh, we are a small business too. So, you know, and, uh, and uh, so thank you very, very much. Registering on ePartrade is easy. Fill out your name, email, phone number, and create a secure password. Next, select your business type. Choose supplier if you're looking to display products or services and connect with buyers. Choose racing business if you're looking to find new parts and connect with suppliers. Choose race team if you own or are a member of a professional racing team. begin typing your company name. We most likely already have your company in our database, which you can select from the drop-down. Then, enter your job title. Choose Claim Company if you'll be editing your company profile. Other members of your company can choose Join Company if they'd like to use ePartrade as well. You can view and agree to our terms of use here. If you'd like to receive our weekly newsletter, choose Accept. Click Register Now, and your registration will be submitted for approval. You'll need to confirm your email once it goes through. To keep our platform industry only, you'll be approved shortly after. If we require additional proof of business, we'll reach out. Welcome to ePartrade.